This is the Skies Blue Podcast. Welcome to the Sky is Not Quite Rose Tinted podcast. Um, well, we've not been with you in 2023, I don't think, so we've got a fair bit to talk about. We'll be looking back at West Brom, Scunthorpe, well, every other day postponement match, uh, Altrincham, Barnet, Boreham Ward, player changes galore, new striker. Well, not at the time of recording. Uh, and what we've got coming up and coming fixtures and what the hopes and aspirations are for the rest of the season. So it's me, Phil Tooley, Paul Fisher, Daryl Carpenter and Stuart Basson on board. And yeah, let's start in the here and now before we do a little bit of history, shall we? Stuart Basson, no goals last two games, chances to galore. Is it just about one position in the team? No, not entirely. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know what you're alluding to. And if you have a player in that position... You, you you want him to be able to stick the ball in the net, you know, um, on a number of occasions. But others, you know, you look at um, the, 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 the attacking midfielders, do they score enough at the moment? You know, so it's not just one person, is it? You know, it was never just one person under, under Cookie when we had Owen Doyle. You know, <clears throat> people like Roberts and Lucas and that, you know, Shea used to come away in with the goals. Um, and that isn't happening at the moment either. We've got players in our team who can give you a nine out of 10 and be really exciting to watch. But when you're not getting nine out of 10, sometimes you're getting sort of five and a half and six, you know. Um, and, and that's the problem at the moment, I think. I think it's slightly unfair to heap it all on the shoulders of one player in one position. Um, but nevertheless, you know, that player in that position needs to just get his backside in the way of it and bum it into the net or something now and then just to get the pressure off, doesn't he, really? Um, so it's not just all yeah. about him, no. No, it is. But of course, Stuart, people will see the yard chance at Barnet and the yard no, two yard chance at, at Boreham Wood and understandably be frustrated in the same week that Kabongo Shimanga moved. Um that that's the unfortunate kind of appearance of it, isn't it? I mean Kabongo Shibanga was always going to move and he was always going to move in a transfer window and it was always going to be at the very end of a transfer window, wasn't it? Because a buying club will leave it as long as they possibly can to try and get the best deal out of the player and out of the selling club. So he was always going to go that weekend. Um, I suppose on that token, you say, well, why weren't we prepared for it? Well, perhaps we were talking to people, but we couldn't get a deal over the line. You can't get a deal over the line until the other guy's gone. Otherwise, you're buying somebody spending, you know, a substantial amount of money, perhaps, in wages and transfer fees, and then saying, you know, we might go and buy, I don't know, 
Rivellino to take a non kind of leading name off the top of you know we might go out and buy Rivellino and we might say to him well look Shimanga's going so as soon as he goes you'll be in the team and then the Shimanga move breaks down and you've got both of them what do you do you can't get one at, unfortunately at our level until you've got rid of the other we're not Chelsea you know we, we can't have 250 people sat in in the north stand instead of the away fans waiting to strap their boots on you know um so it's got to work like that um but yes yeah, i didn't realize Rivellino was available uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even sure if he's still alive but it's just a name yeah, out of yeah. my well, you know when i began watching football that uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say I didn't want to say any of the rumoured names that we've that we've had knocking about just in case anybody thinks, aha, we're buying him, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Daryl, you you're you're um close to a lot of the people involved at the club. It's not for the one to try in, is it? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um uh, they'd made it every contingency possible. It was always gonna be dependent on Cabby going. And as we saw in the summer, that looked stitched on until it wasn't uh, mm. at whatever time, eight o'clock on the final day. Um, and as Stuart said, you know, you you cannot you cannot get people in on a wing and a prayer. A from a financial point of view. B from that player's point of view. Um, you know, they're going to say, well, what if this doesn't come off? Am I just going to be sat twiddling my thumbs? And unless under those circumstances you're sort of doubling or trebling the wages or doing something daft, um, you know, they'd be daft to move as well, wouldn't they? So it's a really difficult one and easy for the, you know, ordinary supporter to say you should have had it sorted and and, and, and had, had a hit list. Well, they've got a hit list. And I'm sure they're working, well, I know they're working diligently through it to try and get the right deal in. Um, and one of the key things from the club's, club's point of view is it's it's somebody they want, somebody they think will improve the squad, uh, somebody will retain an asset value, so i.e. is of the right age and they can develop, and someone that's not going to break the bank. And that, you know, as much as we'd like to think we can go out and get anyone, we can't. Yeah, very, very, very much so. And Paul, uh, it was interesting, your uh, brief conversation with Barnet manager Dean Brennan at the end of yes. the Barnet game after uh, Nicky Cabamba had scored a, a hat-trick. Uh, yeah, well, you tell the story. Well, I just stood outside the uh, tunnel and uh, Dean Brennan had just done his press and uh, he just says, uh, who are you waiting for in his Irish accent? I'm not going to do. Um, says, what I just said, I'm waiting for, uh, for a Chesterfield player. And he went, I'll go and get Nicky for you. <laughs> Nicky Cabamba obviously been linked with uh, Chesterfield all that uh, that week, so uh, so yeah, I thought it was very amusing from him. So uh, very funny, nice chap, of Dean. Course. Yeah, he is, uh, and uh, 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 Paul Cook really likes him, and he, and he really likes uh, um, uh, uh, the guy at um, Boreham Wood as, as well, um, mm-hmm. whose name's just Garrard. escaped me, but Garrard. Yeah, mm-hmm. Luke Garrard. He was having an extensive conversation with him when they uh, when he first arrived on Saturday. But uh, yeah, there were rumours, and we're going on rumours that there were several clubs after Cabamba, uh, weren't there? But you know, then then the thirty first came and went, and he was still at Barnet, and you think there was a chance. But uh, if there was anything there, Paul, you'd have expected that to have probably happened by now. And now Barnet are going hell for leather and thinking they might be able to get the third spot. 
Well, indeed, you know, uh, you know, it'd be folly for them to really get rid of him uh, in many respects, wouldn't it? But it was a beautifully written story, not just not story, for Chesterfield, not wasn't it? Chesterfield, <laughs> that, wasn't it? Uh, it's just typical, wasn't it? Names had been mentioned all blooming week, and, um, and then he went and got a. Yeah, not only did he score, he went and got a hat trick. You know, so incredible. Um, but yeah, it was just. I think he's destined. Not for for Chesterfield, even though Cook has worked with him at Portsmouth, um, but uh, he might even leave. To be honest, he might just think that uh, he's better off where he is while he's in form. Familiarity is uh, is good for him. Just stay there and see where he is at the end of the year. So it might be one for the future, not necessarily for the now. Mm. I, 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 absolutely, and, and and Stuart, just uh, um, back really one of the. One of the issues is, you know, the only realistic, well, who, who are the realistic targets for a new striker? But if you look at the National League, you think you want to take the National League's lead in strikers. Well, looking at the goals in the National League, Langstaff's top, Mullins second, Cabamba's third, McShane's fourth, and he's an attacking midfielder rather than a striker. Mm, yeah. Palmer's fifth. Uh, uh, and then the next one, you've got, Effie Unger, older shot, and you think, well, yeah, okay, we've seen him a fair bit. There's Dallas at, at, at Solihull. Um, there's a couple of other Wrexham players chucked in there and Notts County players chucked in there uh, as well. And then you're down to people like Linnell John Lewis at, at York, who, yeah, they're all right, but they're not going to make a massive, massive improvement. No. But looking at the division, Stuart, looking right down to uh, Halifax, in 15th place they're on mm. 35 points South End in 7th place are only on 41 so there's 6 points between the playoff zone and 15th place so you wouldn't expect any of the team Halifax and above to want to let go of their star striker at this stage would you? No, no absolutely not which, which means that if you can persuade them to part with the player you're going to be paying over the odds for him aren't you? Um, and yeah. you can apply the same sort of measure to teams in in the divisions below, I suppose. Now, somebody I was talking on one of the media things about um, the lad at Chester, who's scored a lot of goals. Forget his name now. Um, but you know, if they if they're hopeful of doing anything this season, they're not going to let go of him if they can avoid it. You know, it has to be a, an offer that they cannot possibly refuse from a financial point of view if you're going to do that. And that, of course, just adds you know to the to the cost and 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 if we do have that kind of money to 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 lay around might we be better looking to spend it on a loan fee for a decent player in the football league who isn't getting a game you know at willoughby i think is your man at chester yeah it? yeah that's, that, that that's a chap yeah, yeah a don't, chap. don't know him don't know anything about him but yes and, yeah. and the football league does you know you're talking about well uh, uh, what's average? It's how long's a piece of string, isn't it? But the average wages in League Two are higher than the average late wages in the conference. And the average wages in League One are higher than the average wages in League Two, so on and so forth. And the average wage for a striker is greater than the average wage wage for a you know a, a, a centre centre back, isn't it? So if yeah. you go upwards, you're talking about pretty pennies, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, it's. Um... It's, this is part of the conundrum, isn't it, for the club? Um, mm. I'm sure we will get someone in. Um, um, I, I suspect it might be a, an EFL loan player uh, and a signing, a, a more permanent signing 
from the league below is my gut feeling. Because um, you talk about Willoughby at Chester, for instance. Um, 25 years of age. A lot of the players at that level, as we found out when we went hunting down there when James Rowe was manager, have got clauses in their contract to say that they can be released to move higher and can be released for full-time football. Mm. Right. Yes. So yeah, well, uh, I think, it's, I think, it's a different. Think, if it's a different equation, if you if you're fishing in the uh, National League North and South pond, than if right, you're dealing yes. with the National League. Yeah, that, well, that's exactly what with with Tom Whelan. I know we originally signed him from Weymouth, but they were a part-time mm. club. Still, yep. that, that was exactly. <laughs> yeah. If somebody comes in with a full-time offer, that that's your trigger, isn't it? That's your yeah yeah your your, your cabbie uh, uh, fixed fee trigger. And talking about about Cabby, I know the the fee was all about that that trigger, um, but the the little bits of tittle tattle do indicate that there could be things like sell on clauses and bonuses for promotion and all that sort of thing. So I think the club who had very little room for manoeuvre have probably done as well as they could have done out of that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the guys are astute. The hands were tied to a certain degree, but. Um, if rumours are to be believed, you know, the best thing they could do is kind of get a bonus, some kind of bonus if um, Peterborough's successful and he's successful along with them. Um, and obviously, if if Peterborough were to do what they've done on more than one occasion in the past, develop a player and they go for really big money, that we get a nice chunk of it. Well, they've mm. got, a, to be fair, they have got... Um a very, very good record, haven't they, of, of mm. developing yeah. players from from non-league. And look, looking at the um, the National League North, because you're more likely to get a player from the National League North from the National the National League South, I would yeah. suggest. The yeah. leading scorers there, well, yeah. uh, Beck, who used to be at Harrogate and has re- relatively recently joined Darlington to the top of the tree, not necessarily just, any different to Joe. Solihull. He's joined Solihull. Uh, uh, yeah. Gone to Solihull, that's right. Yes, yeah. he has. Yeah. Uh, 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 but he's exactly the same profile as, as Joe Quigley, isn't he? There's yeah. a lad called Hall at Chorley who scored 15. Uh, Horton at Fylde, who we know quite well, he played against us many a time, but he was more of an attacking midfielder as well. And then uh, equal top scorer, oh, Jacob Hazel. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how, how old Jacob is now. Let's see if I can just have a quick uh, look for Manchester. Oh, he's still only 28, <laughs> my word. Yeah, time, uh, I, I thought it might be older than that. It seems longer ago. When he played those uh, two or three games for the Sparites, but yeah, 12, 2012 joined Chesterfield left twenty fourteen. So uh, yeah, he's knocking him in. Jacob mm. Hazel is there. Uh, yeah, he always used to be mobile. Uh, played mainly at Chesterfield wide, Stuart, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. He played that. Uh, did played a home game, didn't he? Where he was wide on the left. I uh, can't remember who it was against, but um... well, he's been scoring up in the northeast freely over the last year for for. Likes of Whitby and everybody like that. So, uh, uh, but as you say, there's, it's a it's a big big pond in the EFL, and yeah, potential mm. loan players, younger players. Uh, um, you know, I don't, you know, with Burnley, with Sean Dyche going to Burnley, you'd, you'd have thought straight away John Crute would be on the phone to Burnley, sort of saying, so sorry to Everton. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, have you got any youngsters you want to go out, go out and play against men? 
And uh, he, well, he won't know yet, will he? Because he's only been in the door ten minutes. Done mm. all right in his ten minutes through the door. To be yes. fair, beating Arsenal. <laughs> I but, think their uh, young you know, striker Cannon has just gone on loan somewhere um, in the summer. Everton's highly thought of uh, JPT player that they had, Cannon. I think it was a mm. Tom. Tom oh, right. not Tom Cannon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cannon. I can't remember uh, who it is. Who's, uh, Tom Cannon gone to Preston. Preston, yeah. yeah. So he was, yeah. was unlikely to drop to national league. No, no, he's too good uh, for, for national league yeah. level, isn't he? As a young man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I remember years and years and years ago, there was a youngster um, called Harry Kane that everybody was saying we want to try and get him, but he went yeah. to Orient, didn't he, instead? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know what happened to him. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Jimmy Greaves' family. So, so yeah, uh, that, that's the key frustration for supporters at the moment, though, Paul, isn't it? That, that, yeah. That the fact that there were chances galore at Barnet, mm. chances galore at Borenwood zilch in the goals column yeah like i said it's before it's just ironic isn't it, that you sell your your leading scorer and then you don't you score one goal in four games around that particular time so uh, but, but it's going to be difficult um it's unlikely you know that it's not often that you sell your top scorer in January, Chesterfield have done it twice, really, in, in the periods that they've had it, you know, that, that they've had, um, because a good deal has come in for them. You know, that, that's that's what it generally is. Um, but not many sides would sell their uh, prized asset, I suppose. Uh, that's why it's difficult to buy. It's easy to sell, but it's difficult to buy um, unless you've got money. And, and Chesterfield haven't got loads of money, you know, much as people speculate uh, around the national media about uh, Chesterfield being what they are with good crowds and whatnot. At the end of the day, they're, they're run by a charity and, uh, you know, and mm. they're, you know, getting money in, um, you know, via the, uh, the attendances and, um, yes. and selling their players is one way of making funds. Chesterfield have to find a gem from somewhere. And uh, or loan a gem from somewhere, but even that's a gamble, isn't it? Youngster coming in mm. to uh, coming to a side that's you know going in straight in for promotion. It's not an easy task for them. You know the pressure's on right now, and you know it, yeah. it's, it is not going to be easy. Are they going to go for a junior? Are they going to go for somebody experienced? Um, you know this. Yeah, we this don't is want David the next Fuller again, do we? <laughs> well, no, we exactly. don't want David Fuller or whatever his name was. No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 but Stuart, you know. Uh, we could debate this for hours, and we're not going to. But of course, of course, Paul Cook's got form. He um, uh, he saw off Jack Lester and did pretty well on the back of that. Well, yeah, yeah, um, that wasn't a, a popular decision, was it? Um, but yes, you, you you just have to trust in his ability, really, to 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 sort of pull out a plum don't you which you know which he does from time to time uh, you know we we all spoke very highly about his summer recruitment didn't we um you know and the players were exciting and all that lot and we had players you know that have, that have subsequently moved on you know several of mm. them since then um mm. so it is a it it, it it is a continuously stirred pot i suppose from that point of view but you do have to just and, trust uh, him. let's yeah, let's as, as our uh, yeah as our historian, let's not forget Stuart that mm. fifty two points from twenty six games. If that's yeah. continued to the end of the season, 
that will be our best return since three points for a game came into play in the 1970s, end of the 1970s, early 80s. Absolutely, absolutely. It, um, you know, and 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 it's just <laughs> it's just unfortunate that in a in a season that would normally mm. see us, you know, cruising to 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 the title, there are two teams who happen to be having what must be their best seasons on record themselves you know so what do you yes. do i mean you know we we might finish third and be disappointed but imagine finishing second in this division yes. the way it's set up at the moment yeah, yeah the imagine finishing one record. point behind whoever is first you might yeah. be 15 yeah. points in front of us by then you know yeah, um, yeah. and you're still that, just going to be the in the playoffs that's Sorry. the irony, does, isn't it? That that uh, um, whoever does finish second is going to be really hacked off. And <laughs> yeah, I said in my column on the um, on the website on Sunday that now I think we all just need to say, right, okay, we could still win the league. Yes, of course we could. Will we win the league? No, but let's just go for that third spot. Back of the third mm. spot, our opponents are now Wokingham Barnet, not not County and Wrexham. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, not over till it's over. Um, but I think that's predicated by us needing a striker or two. I think if we get if we get two strikers in before the weekend, I still think it's all to play for. But in any event, we have to be looking at no worse than third, because I think if we finish no worse than third, um, I'll take any of the teams below us hmm. in a one-off game at home. Yeah, and then I'll take anybody in a one-off game at Wembley. Yeah, if you're playing anybody at Wembley, would you rather have Notts County or Wrexham? I'd rather Wrexham go up. I'd rather Wrexham go up. Yeah, because while ever they're in this division with their buying power, they're going to be a pain in the, you know what. Mm-hmm. So let them get out of the way, mm. uh, because I think we're better than Notts anyway, and I think we'll prove it. Uh, on Saturday, and I think we proved it down at Notts uh, in a one-off game. I think we beat Notts County, um, and they aren't a bigger long-term threat to get out of this division, or a bigger stumbling block to get out of this division as Wrexham are. So that's why when we were all chortling to ourselves last May, when Grimsby produced that magnificent five-four win at the racecourse, there was a little bit of me thinking, mm, I wish that hadn't have happened. You know that yeah. we needed yeah. we needed them out of the way last year because you wouldn't be getting that kind of investment from Grimsby this year. No, no, I, 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 absolutely right. And, and and talk about Notts County, Paul. Of course, at Chesterfield on Saturday, um, and Macaulay Lang- Langstaff they they pulled the plum there. Do you, you can't say that because he came from a, a division below. Uh, part-time mm. team. He's not going to be costing my fortune on wages unless they've renewed his contract, which uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about. So I assume he's not on on top dollar. Uh, but you know, looking at his stats, the first half of of the games that Notts County have played this season, he was averaging slightly over one a game. The second half, he's only been averaging one every two games. So is that is that people are sussing him out? Or or, uh, or or what? Because his his frequency of scoring now is not the same. It, it, well, it, there'd be partly that, won't they? Um, there'll be partly the fact that uh, defences have tightened up on him. And they've got all the video evidence they need now after half the season, haven't they, to see what games he's been prolific in, how he got his goals, 
where he positioned himself, what scenarios they're in, and they cater for absolutely everything uh, these days. Is it just tiredness from his point of view? A lot of expectation on him at the start of the season. He was replacing a striker, and you know, I know he's got his colleague with him as well for a bit of creature comforts there, but um, you know, all of a sudden with the, the deals been ramped up because of his, the pressure on him performing at a side uh, like Notts County. They're out expected to go up. Um, yeah. They pay a lot more in wages than Chesterfield do. Um, you know, they've they got a bit more resource uh, from somewhere. I don't know quite know where it is, but it's, it's coming from somewhere. So, um, you know, is he, is he feeling that sort of big, club mentality is that is that affecting him psychologically going into the second half but it'd be important to or interesting to see how he how he copes with that um they have got replacements but they've just sent Cairo Mitchell out on loan haven't they yeah so um, so yeah it's um it's going to be tough for him second half of the season to keep up with himself isn't it if anything his scoring record's been phenomenal it's been it's been really good um but yeah, I, I I don't really know what what um, what more he could have done this season. He's been he's been excellent, hasn't he? And you know, it's it'll be a shame if his his goals don't fire Notts County to the the title. I'm going to go against uh, Dallas here. I, I want Notts County to get promoted. I want Wrexham to stay in the National League for as long as possible. So because <laughs> it'll make it because it'll be funnier every season that they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but, but uh, um, that said about Langstaff and his is still impressive, but not as impressive scoring record. It's not stop Notts County scoring, has it, Paul? Well, no, no, it hasn't. No, they've they've been really really good. I mean, for them to match what Wrexham have done and even sort of overtake them in the goal scoring, the goal scoring. credit uh, is is unbelievable. I, I I don't really know how that how they've done it um, because. He's got a really small squad, hasn't he? But a consistent amount of players that they've got um, that have played majority of games. So he's obviously likes a, a tightness of the squad that he's got. He, he prefers to have um, a bit of a bit of loyalty from his from his players. Work with a work with a small group, um, and you know, signing. Two strikers who catapulted Gateshead into the National League last season doesn't half go <laughs> go well, doesn't it for him? So, and not County fans are not talking about Kyle Wharton, are they? Right now, they're not no, talking no. about him at all. So it's all about Macaulay so Rangstaff and to a certain extent uh, Kedwin Scott. So, um, so well done to them. And just as a side, I'm sure people have seen or worked out for themselves. Uh, one of his one of his partners in Crown, Rodriguez, is defender um, for our, our match on Saturday. So perhaps the most talented of the uh, of the Notts County players won't be uh, won't be playing. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's a big bonus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about other players uh, out rather than so many ins. We've got Colclough in, of course. But uh, Joe Cook uh, sold down to Dorking. Uh, uh, Stewart had been on loan there, came back, then mm. was sold on. He was always one for the future. Always players always spoke very well of him uh, in training. So I don't think it was a surprise for him to go on loan. But I was a bit surprised when he when he moved permanently, Stewart. Yes, yes, I was a bit. Um... Oh. 
it, I suppose, unless you can play in the first team here, you can't play, can you? You know, um, there's no competitive reserve football. Um, and you can't deny somebody the opportunity to play football. But yeah, I, I was a bit surprised that we sold him. Um, perhaps we are trying to put money in the bank for, um, you know, for, for, for this forward that we're looking for. That's the only reason I could think of for actually doing it. Um, although at the end of the season, it, it, is he going to come back up here and be ready to to, to sort of stake a full time place well, now in, he's told, in the he? team? He's, he's, he's not on. It's not been no, loaned. No, no, but had he still been on loan, I mean. But would he have been had, sorry, yeah, I'm with yeah. Him, yeah. Um, you know, would he still be in a position where he'd come back up and not get games? So from his point of yeah, view. Would he be ahead, would know. he be ahead of Tyrone Williams is the question, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Who's not yeah, inside yeah. at the moment. So mm, no question yeah. about that. and Daz uh, um Cooper released. Don't think we can be at all surprised with that. Never really no. got his fitness thing going pretty because he, he you know, he, he showed but then the loans out, Whelan, Gayassi and Clark. Um, you know, okay, Whelan had played a little bit of football when he came back for his loan at Aldershot. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Clark had not really got back in and, and seemed to be a little bit uh, um, glass hammies, as we often say. Gassy had no chance really in the in the first team. We know he's we know he's quick, but not uh, had had any chance. I suspect a lot of that was about getting numbers off the the wage bill. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if players weren't of the required standard, um, whether we thought they'd been given a fair enough crack of the whip or not, you've got to rely on the management who brought them in in good faith, thought they could do a job and would be pushing for first team places. But in reality, having seen how they played in... Uh, reserve games and the odd behind closed doors and other things if they then decide that they're really not going to add anything to the mix and we need to reduce the wage bill which we've been on about right since the summer um you could see you could see the logic in letting them go the other thing is of course even on a on a half season loan after the first 28 days you do have a recall clause so it's not as if we're hamstrung totally by letting them go um, should we need in an emergency to pull in somebody that we know uh, rather than bringing somebody we don't know um, so I, I think they, that made eminent sense from the club's point of view and obviously released again a bit more money potentially for uh, for incoming wages and Paul to follow up that point that Daryl just made uh, Cooper, Whelan, Gayassi and Clark, or as he'll now be known as in your notes, and someone else, and I know he's got out loan, but I can't quite remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Jack Clark. Um, <laughs> you know, they weren't bothering the first team. So would you rather have Ryan Coltler than those four? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, I, I called for Ryan Coltler, didn't I? The um, Christmas wish list or whatever it, whatever it was. Um <laughs> Well, certainly, look, I mean, they've sold Shamanga, Chesterfield Ave, and Gaius has been sent out on loan. So I know that happened just before they sold Shamanga. But if they were desperate enough to realise that Shamanga was always going to go, Gaius wouldn't have gone. So he's not likely mm. to be troubling the first team anytime soon. 
um, if at all. You know, so whether it's his lifestyle, I'm not too sure. But uh, he does like to glam it up a little bit, considering he can't get in the Altrincham team at the minute either. Uh, he played in the uh, Cheshire Cup or whatever they, they play in, and apparently it was awful in that game. So it's hard to raise your game, I'm sure, for, for that. But, you know, you know, you, you, you got an impression. You, you, know, you want to play football your life, you know, and... Um, and there's your opportunity, and there's a reason why now you're not playing in the first 11 for, for Altrincham, isn't there? So Jack Clark needs to get games under his belt um, because otherwise he's going to be mentally troubled by this hamstring problem that he's, he thinks he has, I think. so. Um, but he just needs games. Again, he was left out the other week, but I know he played on Saturday, but was subbed at half-time. So um, what's the issue with, with that? Um so I just think it's a combination of well, Tom Whelan came in against Halifax. He was dreadful, wasn't he? Uh, in yeah, that game, yeah. been playing while they've been winning. He'd been playing a little bit, but he was playing out of um, I think because they had nobody else uh, to play, um, and he's been largely disappointing um, ever since he's come back, and he's been back a back a year. Um, yeah. I, I, like you said, I, I can't see any of them coming back and getting in the side. Uh, I just hope we've got a big uh, um, sell-on clause for Joe Cook because he's the only one, as, I think. As the BBC uh, frequently say, uh, uh, other terrible players are available at Halifax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. They, they weren't very good, yes. That, that's, that is true. And, and um, just to follow on the Coldclough thing, Paul, you, you know, he, he's had a couple of appearances. Uh, mm. So what you, what you made of him? Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. He looks very much a left-hand side, doesn't he? He tends to favour that one much more than the the, the opposite. Um, but there were spells, wasn't there, in the first couple of games that we've seen um, where he's looked really bright uh, and on point. And he likes to cut inside rather than going on the outside a lot more. So that fits in with the three behind the one. I think he, if you're going to play four uh, behind the, the lone striker, he, I'm not sure he fits in that, does he? Really, he's an out-and-out winger. He seems to play better when there's a three, um, is slightly tucked in. So, so Mandeville, Dobber, and Colclough, whilst it's attacking, and it played on Saturday, and it was very attacking, wasn't it? The only problem is he didn't have a striker who could put the ball in the back of the net um, <laughs> at that time. So, like I say, glimpses. But one thing I've noticed so far, he might not be up to. Um, the levels of fitness that Paul Cook wants because he's been subbed twice now on 60 or 70 minutes. Of course, what does that, that bring in? It brings in an absolute speed merchant, doesn't it? A new keg balloon. And like, you're looking at opposite sides <coughs> thinking, oh my God, how fast is he? And he's just come on and says sub. So, you know, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the bonus there. And um, Woking manager Darren Soles alluded to the fact that he thinks his side's really fit after a certain period of the game. Uh, the latter stages, well, at least Chester would have got options to kind of change that and max them up. So uh, we'll see on on Tuesday night, of course. And Stuart, one one guy who's been getting a lot of social media stick in the last week too, Jamie Grimes. I think it's unfair. Uh, it, he, have, he has a bad game every now and then. Of course he does. Mm. Uh, um, but the worst game he had was against West Brom, <laughs> 83 divisions for, further up than... Uh, well, yeah. Chesterfield, so no big surprise. Is he getting a, a fair or an unfair crack of the whip at the moment from the the, the, the people who 
put their head above a parapet and say things because there's thousands that don't. Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit unfair, really. He, um, he, he, I don't know if Paul Cook would have signed him if he hadn't been here because, you know, he doesn't look like the, the kind of comfortable on the ball, playing it backwards and forwards among yourselves, centre-half kind of centre-half that, you know, a sort of a Sam Hurd or something that, 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 that Paul Cook might like. But um, on the whole, I think that the, the criticism of him is broadly unfair. He had a patch against, um, was it Altrincham, the last home game, where he couldn't seem to find his own man for for, for 20 minutes or so. But, um, you know, there's one, one particular one right across the defence when it was really high up that he tried to play to... Um, Ash Palmer that just just went nowhere near anybody really and 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 you know made me kind of shield my eyes a bit but uh, on the whole it's unfair because he brings proper kind of national league defending to to a national league team doesn't he you know he's a big guy he's resolute he's he's good in the air you know and he, and he can he can tackle well um and and you're not going to get a complete player at this level whether you're you know, whether you're you know, number one to 11, you, there's always going to be something wrong with you that makes you a National League player instead of a League One player or something, isn't there? Yeah. And as he uh, has been selected by Paul Cook uh, to play every minute of uh, every National League game this season, the only player to have done so. Mm. Uh, um, so at this stage, Paul Cook hasn't fancied doing what a lot of supporters are suggesting, playing either Palmer or Williams left-sided with the other one at the, the right side because Palmer looks the business, doesn't he? He does. Uh, I think I think we knew what we were getting with Palmer. Um, and for me, Grimes, he's had a, a solid enough season. Uh, he mm. can look slightly ungainly at times on the ball, but by the same token, he's a left footer, so he does give you that balance on that side. He's clearly ahead in the pecking order with Lawrence because he was the one retained and Lawrence was the one put on the um on the transfer list. Um, I think that's the physicality element rather than anything else, mm, isn't well, it? Well yeah. yeah, potentially so. Um but you know, had Cookie been really upset with him, as you say, he could easily have shuffled Palmer to the to the left and brought Williams in or or, or put Williams in on the left. Alternatively he could have just chucked all the uh, toys out of the pram and brought Lawrence in knowing he'd got a at least a left foot light for light replacement. He hasn't done that. So, yeah, I think some of the criticism, as ever with these things, it's it's never all black and white. It's a little bit grey, but um, the ones who do raise their head above the parapet tend to be the ones who are uh, loudest and and, and at least rational very often, I find. Um, Yeah, that's the only way I, I could really sum it up. We, we, we go on for hours if we talked about every individual player and we, we, we can't necessarily do that. We want to have a, a look forward and uh, and everything along those lines and a little bit more of a, a look back. But I'm going to ask you all a, a quick fire question and then one that's, I want a quick fire answer, but it's slightly less quick fire. The quick fire <laughs> question I'm going to ask you is Fitzsimons or Kovalan. And then the secondary quick fire question is if Danny Rowe was fit, would he be in your starting eleven? If so, for whom? So uh, Paul's just covered his face up with his, uh, <laughs> uh, his jacket. I can Body see. So he's thinking, I don't want to be first. Body language was there. Don't ask me first. So Paul, come on, <laughs> Fitzsimons. Uh, Fitzsimons. 
It always has been ever since uh, he arrived temporarily after the uh, Covalent sending off. Um, and yeah. the second oh. answer is, um, yes, Danny Rowe, either side, Dobra and Colclough. Danny Rowe in the 10, just behind the striker. So, in essence, compared to Saturday and for Mandeville? Yes. Yeah. Stu, goalkeeper? Um, Fitzsimons. Um, Danny Rowe? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Is it, 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 when you say fully fit, has he now been magically made quick enough to play the lone forward role? Uh, quickly, if if any of you bring him in the side as a lone forward role, I'd be surprised. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so would you play him for, for record, in place I, of... I agree exactly with what Paul said. That's what I'd mm. do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm. Yes, he'd be worth putting in there, wouldn't he? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Got a brain, hasn't he? Experience, you know. Yes. Brings other people in. Well, know. well, just just by standing on the centre spot, he picks out passes. There's yeah. him and Banks can pick out Hollywood passes, and and Road does it 99 times out of 100, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, the mm. trouble with him is some of the, a lot of the players aren't on the same wavelength of him. He's so good uh, technically that a lot of the players aren't on the same wavelength as him. But mm. uh, goalkeeper does. Uh, Kovalam for me. Um, Kovalam, yeah. I just, I just love the panic amongst the supporters when he's doing his antics at the back. I think it's worth the entrance fee alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, for me, Danny Roby sent forward as he was at Halifax. He was at Halifax, and he, he, he would easily cope with that role. Uh, he loves playing with his, his back to goal and having. People on the half turn running past him. Running past I think him. I think he, I think he make a huge difference to us. And so row for quickly, row for quickly for you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if a chance dropped to him, you could almost guarantee it'll hit the target. It may not go in, but it'll hit the target. I think um, just on Mandeville, I think Mandeville's looking a bit tired. Sorry, uh, Phil, uh, the minute yeah. uh, just he yeah. just needs a little little spell out of the team. I think at the moment uh, he's pretty. That's because he's probably made one more appearance than the club actually officially uh, recognised him for. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, All right. a, a joke between <laughs> me and Stuart. Well, no, he, uh, mm. And he's become a ninety-minute player, which he hasn't been for three years. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. So he's playing ninety yeah. minutes more often. He never ever did before. Uh, uh, um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, Darren was on about Danny Rowe, Mandeville. There was something I was going to say something very, very important there, but I've uh, completely forgotten <laughs> what I was uh, what I was going to uh, say. But anyway, we'll uh, uh, we'll be back uh, in seconds uh, to talk about other stuff. Our, uh, our favourite um, Chesterfield podcaster, Dave, from Legend of the Spire. He's uh, he's spotted, like many people have done, uh, Kieran Dyer around the place in Chesterfield tracksuits. Um, do you know what's going off there, Daryl? Absolutely not, Phil. No, I, <laughs> I know uh, I know he was part of um, Cookie's backroom team um, at Ipswich. Uh, so I can only assume um, he's either in keeping his hand in, so to speak, 
uh, and has been asked to do so, or he's just volunteered services because he's sat at home and the wife's fed up with him. Um, but I haven't said anything <laughs> official. Yeah. No, 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 neither have I. And I've seen him around a bit, but uh, uh, and you know, I don't know if he's looking to qualify for badges and everything, but. People who are looking for badges that aren't in a job are always welcome at, at clubs because it brings a fresh face in, doesn't it, and everything along yeah. those lines. But, yeah, he's spotted around quite uh, quite a bit and great experience, England International, of course, and all of that stuff. And, uh, well, there was a vacancy on the bench a couple of weeks ago, Stu, with uh, Paul Cook <laughs> make it, uh, having a, another two-match two touchline touch ban. And he, uh, um, yeah, he was still able to talk talk to the bench and everything along those lines but mm. is that just his passion overflowing a bit i think he gets frustrated doesn't he i mean yes he is a passionate football man um and i think he gets a bit frustrated um not necessarily always just with officials but you know if you're stood next to the fourth official it, it it's you know he it, it it's just like having a pet cat to shout out in it really you know yeah um well one of the first know. things he did when he came back was swap the uh the dugouts back so he was further away from the the, the, <laughs> the linesman yeah yeah, yeah yeah i did right at the start of his his return say uh, that's a good idea because you've probably not seen many national league officials <laughs> mm, yeah yeah but so but he did, you know he did have a bit yeah, he did have a bit of a uh, contretemps with members of the Chesterfield crowd at Boreham Wood on Saturday, Paul, didn't he? He did, he certainly did. Yes, there was an incident in the corner. I think he went off to chase for a ball to quickly get it to somebody to, to, to throw back. And he thought he was applauding the supporters, but then they started giving a bit of stick and then he started giving a bit of stick back, I think. So um, mm-hmm. um, you, you don't really mess with Paul Cook, to be honest. He'll tell you exactly what he, what he thinks of the scenario and everything. And he alluded to you. In no uncertain terms, in the 1866 uh, uh, radio uh, post-match interview, uh, didn't he? So I'm sure he would have said, and he, he said that to the DT as well in their their interview, but not in uh, not as many words, I don't think. So um, yeah, he's he's obviously frustrated, um, but I get it. I get Chesterfield fans' frustration, the fact that you know the scenario is what it is at the moment, but you know enjoy it just enjoy where they are at the mm. moment you know third place yeah, in yeah. the table blooming heck like so we haven't had a season like this well, for, for donkeys years yeah sorry but yeah yeah, yeah you know um Good tomorrow it, night yeah. <laughs> this will be going out on Wednesday, I think, I'm afraid. So oh, well, I'm busy tomorrow. We'll be third already. <laughs> yeah, so third I'll already. Edit my bit out, Paul, and say, "Hey, yeah, I was right. <laughs> I was right all along." Yeah, but you know, and it was a gr- it was a great hat trick from our new striker against Woking. Fabulous, <laughs> weren't it? Fabulous, brilliant. Yeah. Beep beep. <laughs> it was great. Playing yeah. King at centre forward to play off. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we, 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 just we, enjoy the yeah, season. We, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I absolutely agree. But uh, some of us are long enough in the tooth to 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 know the difference between really good and really bad, and pretty good and pretty bad, and average. And this is under normal circumstances really good. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't feel it, like it, that it, at it, the it, moment. You know, it just happens that there are two teams that are, as I say, having record-breaking really seasons above us. You know, what yeah. can you yeah. do? You can just keep yeah, we've, we've going out trying to win your own got... games, can't you? Yeah, we've alluded to the Boreham Wood and Barnet games, uh, to, so I'm not going to sort of go into detail about that. But, you know, before that, 
it was a it was a hard working win, Stuart, over Altrincham one nil. So it's it's no goals, no goals, and only one goal in the last three. So mm-hmm. so that 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 striker element, that lack of goals element, isn't just the North London problem. No, no, um, no. It 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 is a problem. Um, and it is the biggest single problem I think that obviously the club has to face at the moment, has to try and solve somehow. But let's not forget that Altrincham were a form team of some sort when they came here, weren't they? They, they'd done yeah, well. Yeah, beaten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially away from home. You know, they don't concede very mm. many. Didn't concede very many against us. They just conceded enough, you know. And 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 people people seem to say, well, you know, I'll I'll have forty six grubby one nil wins and we'll be champions. I'll have that. But then as soon as you go and grubby <laughs> one nil a yeah. win, everybody's kind of saying, well, why aren't we scoring four or five? You know. Um, so you know, if, if if you're prepared to put up with grubby one nil wins, then put up with them. You know, is the thing. Um, and and you know, teams aren't going to come and let us do it, are they? You know. Start of the season, opposition don't really know what to expect, and it's easier to 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 play well and beat teams handsomely. Um, but and then as the season goes on, and you know, we alluded to this possibility earlier with with Macaulay Langstaff's apparent dry spell, you know, which is only a goal every other game. That's only twenty odd goals a season, isn't it? Um, perhaps people do get pat get get used to, to ways of playing against you. It used to happen to Paul Cook's team um, when we were in League One. Teams would nice. you know, would, would suss us out, wouldn't they? You know? And certain teams... As we, as we sussed out MK Dons at that time. Yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. You know, teams would come up and there'd be, you know, sort of 11 men behind the ball and all that kind of business. Um, and and we, we'd play around them and across them and just in front of them and all of that and would never actually be able to get through them. Well, you know, that that every single football system, you know, we beat Wrexham by the simple expedient of not conceding a throw-in anywhere inside our half. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so if you, could, you know, if you can know what you've got to do to beat the opposition... But until kind of halfway through a season, perhaps when you've played them once, you don't yeah. necessarily have that crystallised, you know. But now, yeah. um, teams do get used to how other teams play and can combat that, you know. And, of course, uh, Wrexham lose their centre-half, who's vital to uh, to Hay- Hayden, who's vital to that. And they go out and sign a regular from Charlton Athletic. So, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, yeah. it just shows what, uh, is, what, 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 what they can afford. I'd sooner have them at Wembley to, in the playoffs than not. Certainly. I mean, I mean, after Saturday, we might come back and revisit that question. But you know, I'll yes, let you know. Yes. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and prior to that Altrincham game, we had the weekly postponement at Wheelstone, which uh, seems to happen more often than, uh, than we actually. Play. I think I'm sure, probably Stuart, this might be the they might be the first team that we've ever had more postponed games against than we've ever had real games against Wilston and it'd be worth a check. Three, four now, is it? We must have had that yeah, many postponed. Yeah, yeah. We've we had plenty of postponed. Yeah. Uh but before we that it was of course uh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, they'd have a distinct advantage on their own pitch with that. It'd be nice if we could play them at the top Scunny. of the hill rather than the bottom of one. So, <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah, yeah well, uh Scunny the four one win over uh, Scunny was hmm. uh, was there, which was, you know, wasn't what wasn't an absolute 4-1 match was it we were a lot better than Scunthorpe but they were better than 4-1 suggests and mm. we weren't perhaps as good as 4-1 suggests yeah. 
suggest, but did did the business. But of course, the 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 start of the year talk was all about West West Brom and uh, a little bit like the '97 FA Cup semi final. We we'll forget the replay; that's not existed. <laughs> and talk about the first match. How good was that, Dad? Oh, we were we were tremendous. I mean, we to concede as early as we did in the in in the way in which we did, because as soon as the ball went out to Grant and. Uh, he was one-on-one with Jeff. We all knew the cross was coming in. And it was a terrific finish from Asante, slightly behind him and, and rifled into the roof of the night. And you thought, oh, here we go, you know. Um, but in fairness, you know, it, it didn't rattle us. We we settled quite quickly, started opening them up and, and got a well-deserved equaliser, didn't we, from the set piece, which had been well worked um, with the... Uh, I think it was Grimes, wasn't it? Pulling onto the back peg and 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 yes. Willie just poking it in, um, and then of course contrived to to concede another fairly soft goal with two touches. Adam Reach, it was a decent ball actually, but mm. down the middle and uh, and they were uh, a player at that level isn't going to miss that that opportunity. Uh, although um, Ross did his best to keep it out. Um, and then to to go in front to, to go by in. half time, deservedly so. And I think you'd only got to read the, the 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 comments of various West Brom supporters to say that when they got the uh, as we now know infamous equaliser for a man that shouldn't have even been on the pitch, um, they thought we'd been terrific, both uh, mm. in terms of the team and the support, and you know the whole the whole day. Um, but you only get one chance. Uh, very often, our experience yeah. tells you you only get one chance at a giant killing, and we had yeah. ours, and for a combination of reasons, couldn't get over the line. But as a day, it was it was a terrific advert for the for the club, for the national oh, league, the national league, and uh, yeah, you were proud to be uh, proud to be a spyright, weren't you, that afternoon? Mm-hmm. And what, Stuart? We were never in doubt that the crowd would play the part that day. They really came to life when town went one nil down in those first few few minutes. Mm. It, it, it almost seemed to galvanise the crowd that concession, didn't it? Well, it, yes, it did in a in a funny sort of way, didn't it? Because you know there was the perfect opportunity for everybody just to sit in their seats all the rest of the game, thinking, "Woe is us!" You know, can't go out tonight in case I see anybody I know who supports somebody else and all that sort of thing. But no, um, people just got going, didn't they? I think having Having fans in W7, of course, um, helps. Mm. You know, having having boisterous fans in W7 helps. Um, but all different parts of the ground picked it up, I think, and 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 everybody, you know, was kind of was 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 throwing their weight behind the team um, properly as 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 they should do. I mean, you know, the team played well, and that makes it easy to do that. Sometimes, if the team isn't playing well, it's less easy to you know get yourself excited enough to do all that but um but no they, they you know the, the the team played well enough to deserve the support they got and the supporters got the performance that their support merited as well yeah uh but yeah it it, it was wonderful and paul you know you you'll have heard the uh the, the west brom press conferences they were really complimentary in uh, in both matches to be honest weren't they they, they certainly were and before we answer that we can hear from the goals 
courtesy of BBC Radio Sheffield. Taking an FA Cup fixture it is, as Chesterfield welcome aside, 66 places above them in the pyramid. Here's play over the far side with Carlin Grant, gets to the byline, left foot across, comes in, shot comes in, and a goal! What a stunning goal that is from Brandon Thomas Asante. No messing, Carlin Grant's first cross from the left-hand side. A minute and 30 seconds gone. Grant's cross, Thomas Asante lashed the ball in past Fitzsimons. And the baggy supporters to the left-hand side are right behind their side. And the baggies have the lead. It's Chesterfield nil, West Bromwich Albion one. King finds Dobra. Back to King again. Chance for a strike, maybe. He takes one touch, puts the ball onto his left. Left foot across to the back post. And Grant is there, and so is Williams! And the Birmingham City fan is Tyro Williams with his fourth goal of the season. And Chesterfield have equalised after seven minutes. They went a goal down pretty quickly after 90 seconds, but their first major threat... Grimes has had her across, Tyro Williams nodded in for his fourth goal of the season and after seven minutes it's Chesterfield 1, West Brom 1. It's a good challenge from Akinola but Baggies win it back, a through ball from Reach, looking for Carlin Grant, beats the offside trap, Grant then up against Fitzsimons, he shoots and he scores and Carlin Grant, he's applied the first and this time he scores, I mean sent through by Reach and Carlin Grant Puts the baggies back in front, grabbing his fifth goal of the season. And it's West Bromwich Albion 2, Chesterfield 1. Short pass from Mandeville finds Oldacre. And now back for King. King short down the lines for Mandeville, gets to the byline. Right foot across, it's Dobra! And Dobra scored again in the FA Cup. 35 gone, Chesterfield have levelled yet again. Armando Dobra with his seventh goal of the season. And that all allowed for Mandeville's beautiful cross from the right. And Dobra has scored in every round so far for the Sparrows, and he's scored again. 35 gone, Chesterfield 2, West Brom 2. Akinola trying to get a foot in there. Jones then trying to beat in front of Carlin Grant. Mandeville gives the ball away. Mandeville's there, moves the ball across for Dobra. Mandeville's caught late by Ashworth. Dobra trying to thread the ball through for Quigley. Through the flag, stays down. Quickly shoots, saved by Button. Dobra, Dobra shoots and scores! And Chesterfield have taken the lead for the first time in this game. His first half is raining goals. 40 minutes gone. And Dobra gets his second, his eighth goal of the season. And Chesterfield are in front against their championship rivals. It's Chesterfield 3, West Bromwich Albion 2. Opportunity here for a strike maybe from Gardner Hinkman. Chips the ball forward. The flag stays down. The header goes in from Thomas Asante. The flag stays down. A little chip into the area. And that heartbroken Spyrites as Baggins fans run onto the field. They levelled matters. It's Thomas Asante again. It's Chesterfield three. West Bromwich Albion three. In stoppage time, the championship side have pulled a goal back from out of nowhere. And Chesterfield and the Baggies could be heading for the Hawthorns in 10 days' time. So, that, yeah, so that, it was tremendous occasion. Um, the, the media afterwards are gushing about how Chesterfield had played. Um, they, they, well, we had every, the press box was packed, Phil, wasn't it? That was the biggest, the yeah. most uh, full that I've ever seen it, uh, at the, 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 the technique. It was. Um, it was incredible. I mean, I think uh, Nick was saying they had to send some people away. I think for for applications, you know, for the for the press. So, uh, which was pretty pretty good. Um, and the, the the positive reaction that the club got overall for the positive performance that they put in. The crowd were excellent, really really good. Uh, where Stuart stand, stands or sits at W7, they were all right up for that, weren't they? In that case, and that really helped with the the atmosphere and 
And yeah, just generally overall, he managed to uh, because at one stage, weren't the uh, Daryl going to give tickets to the East Block, weren't they? The, to the E1 and E2 or whatever, it was going to go to West Brom, weren't they? Um, so I'm glad the Chesterfield public came out and stopped that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was yeah. It, it was just a it was just a commercial decision, wasn't it, by the club? Let's hold those two sections back. If we don't look like selling them, West Brom will, and uh, you know we need the money, don't we? But as it turned out, the locals uh, did their stuff, uh, and I'm sure every single one that made the effort in these difficult financial times thought it was a good investment. Uh, I mean, what a terrific yeah, performance! And when we were talking about the crowd earlier, you know that there were there were two episodes in the two games when we, when the crowd started singing "We Are Sailing" with about five minutes to go, mm. and mm. I, I've never heard it sung better, both at the Hawthorns and and certainly at the Technique. And you know, it was mm. hers standing up on the back of the neck stuff. It was terrific, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was was one of those days that we we'll all do it. I was there, so uh, um, yeah. To be fair, the ninety seven semi-final everybody who says i was there probably was uh, <laughs> but there are plenty of other, i was there games i know that at least three thousand more people than were really there mm. were there yeah, right yeah <laughs> my, my, my but, father uh, no, it, it is great. you 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 were saying about that e1 e2 uh, uh block at the at the point the club decided not to send them to s prom which was always going to be the initial plan there were still quite a few hundred tickets left yeah, in in the ground. So it would have been an easy, much easier decision to send them to West Brom, much easier. Mm. But uh, well, the fans responded and did really, really well, didn't they? And uh, and performed as well as they performed for an awful, awful long time because there was a lot to get them going. That's no question. And for for saddos like you and me, Stuart, uh, um, just great to be able to tick West Brom off as a team you've played yeah. that haven't been played for such a long time, nineteen forty eight or. Yeah or, or, yeah, or whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I was one of the few who, when the draw was made, was ridiculously excited because mm. we'd never played West Brom before. Yeah, but, yeah know, it was like, a really good draw from that point of view. You know, it's, it's what yeah. you want, isn't it? It's something different every year, something that just, you know, has a bit of interest to it, you know, instead of Rochdale or whatever, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it makes like, it's like London, London buses, though, Stu. You wait forty-eight years and then play them twice in ten days. So, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah, well, that was good. A bit more coin, wasn't it? You know, yeah. Um, which purpose of the replay for me? I didn't particularly want to see us have to go through and and, and you know get bogged down with a with a cup run like Boreham Wood did last year. You know, but uh, yeah. well, looking forward, uh, um, Chesterfield have got uh, a decent home record. This uh, this season, no question mm, no about draws. that. We can't complain too much about that. Is it seven home wins on the trot? Is it now? Yes, yeah, seven on the trot, eleven out of thirteen. Yeah. No draws at this yeah. stage. That's what that's what oh, hampered them last no. And in our next six games, <laughs> um, assuming they're all on, there's four home and two away. So we've got two, two, two. We've got Woking and Knotts at home, Aldershot, <laughs> Solihull away, Wilston and Oldham at home. So uh, the the big, big, big games are the next two and then you look at the next four and you think well we should get something in all of them and i know it doesn't work that way but um you know woking's last night so we don't know how that went on this is going out on wednesday so we don't know about that. not so up next eight all um you know predictions on that hmm. well, i fancy at home against anybody um yeah, that's six points. That's it. That's my uh, prediction. Six points. Well, from yeah, working yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then Aldershot I, is a, another rearranged. Well, that was rearranged because of the cup. That that wasn't a postponement, wasn't it? Rearranged from uh, from the cup. But all of a sudden, they've strung a few results together, and they're 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 on the absolute bottom end of potential playoff uh, contenders. But but you know they've 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 seemed to turn themselves from relegation battlers only seems five minutes ago mm-hmm. to uh, to potential player contenders. And looking at the last seven games, they've won four, drawn two. So that's why they've suddenly moved up the table. Oh, no. Ross sorry, McNeely, isn't it? Game. Ross McNeely is the uh, the coach. He's been a, a coach at uh, some other clubs as well, I think, including Newcastle, I think, for a little, yeah, little while. But he's one of these up-and-coming coaches that they seem to bring in, and bring new in. manager bounce, getting good uh, results from a... A young side that he's got there. That he's got there. We'll see whether they've got the consistency or the the experience to experience to beat to. Chesterfield. But I think that might be a banana skin that one anyway. Well, oh, and speaking speaking of all the shot, sorry, all speaking of the shot, right. shot, it's been two years. I was reminded today, two years since all the press turned up all the press for the FA Trophy game, only to expect oh, yeah. the team news and instead get a postponement at two o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For for some reason, I chose not to go that day, and I was watching the the stream and was uh, giggling to myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, oh yeah, yeah, because we played them twice in. Well, we were due to play them Saturday, Tuesday, yeah. League and Cup, weren't we? Our league and Trophy, and I uh, I couldn't make both games, so I went to the league game. But have you seen who all they should have signed this month or last month now, uh, January? Talking about banana skins. They've signed the delightful Haji Minoga. Uh, the man who broke uh, Cabby's leg. Yes. Yeah. And almost started a near right at Rotherham, didn't he, as well, when he was yeah. somewhere. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Never did it at Fratton uh, Park, which is why they, yeah. <laughs> why they never kept him. him. But, uh, yeah. 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 Just used to go. Yeah, well, I, I did see him play for Portsmouth. Uh Three or four days after he played against us for Bromley, he got recalled and he played in. He was in the League Cup team. I went to a, a match down at AFC Wimbledon to go to the ground. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, so yeah, Minogue's back. So warning on 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 that one. And then Solihull, of course, have got um, uh, uh, Whelan on uh, loan. I assume he'll not be able to to, to play mm-hmm. in that. But you know, it's with all those home games coming up, it's an opportunity to try and. Put some daylight between Woking and and Barnet, but we've no say in what Barnet do, no. uh, because we've played them the two times this year and they're on mm. a on a real roll now. But Chesterfield in pole position, are they going to hold that third spot, Stuart, till the end of the season? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Woking have done fantastically well. Um, Will they have a world? Yeah, they turned full time mm. at the beginning of last season, didn't they? So they're mm. they get into that full time element now. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they've obviously recruited wisely and got you know consistent players in the team. Um, have they had a wobble yet? I don't know. You know, everybody mm. has one. Well, don't they've, they? been very con- they've been very con- they started quite slowly, I think, but they've been very mm. consistent away from home. Yeah, they've, uh, 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 no no question about that. They know how to they know how to eke out an uh, an away win. But looking at their their record in the uh, in the national league, um, they've not lost three on the trot. They've lost two on the trot once. 
Mm. Twice now because they lost at Chesterfield last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Um, well, yeah, yeah, and that was back in August. They they lost back to backs at Barnet and, and at home to Wrexham. Um, but um, you know, three two against Wrexham. So, but no, since since then, um, yeah, we don't obviously don't know the result of of, of the match at the Technique. But they've not lost two on the trot, so yes, they've been very consistent. Mm, mm. And well, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because you expect Wrexham and Knotts to keep that consistency up. Um, so why shouldn't Woking? I don't know. Perhaps yes. going to be. Whereas Barnet are in a good Barnet are in a good run now. Mm. They've got a long unbeaten run going on now, uh, yeah. and they had a troubled time in in early autumn. They did. You know, they, they had yeah, a run yeah. of what? Yeah, uh, two, four, six, eight. Eight or nine games where they only won two and lost five, five mm. or six. You know, so mm. so they've had a bad spell, but they've got going. You know, I wonder uh, how many teams, um, how many in, teams in the league this year will get enough points and not go up, but 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 a level of points that would have taken them up in a previous season. You know, if we yeah. if Woking keep going and we can keep going and the top two keep going, yeah, you know, <laughs> Barnet keep yeah. going. And then the mm. fact the fact that the top two are accruing points at a ridiculous rate of knots means there's less further down the table, which means that's why there's so many teams in with a shout of a playoff zone. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, right down to that fifteenth place that we were that we were saying. Mm. And um, you know, it, it is a, 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 a somewhat topsy turvy division. And look at you know, if you look at the bottom end, really, um, you know, Maidstone look doomed. They're uh, um, six points from safety but they've played more games than everybody above them yeah, and right. you know four more games than Oldham who are fifth bottom um, so they've played the most games and are bottom so mates don't look doomed who knows what's going to happen at Scunny with their change in ownership and all their new players coming in but as we know when you're on the on the tumble buying bringing in new players doesn't necessarily work no. speaking of Scunthorpe consistency yeah speaking yeah, of Scunthorpe of They've just signed yeah. uh, Danny Elliott from Bournewood about 50 minutes ago. So from undisclosed That's speak. interesting. That's Science interesting striking. because you and I, uh, well, we were speculating that he might be one because we'd heard of being called back from Gateshead yeah. to Bournewood to be sold on to another National League club. And we were thinking, oh, it could be uh, it mm-hmm. could be him because he's got a few at, at Gateshead, but he was on the bench yeah. on Saturday, wasn't he? Didn't, didn't yeah. So, so, yeah, they've bolstered uh, that... Uh, thing but still they they've got a lot of making up to do haven't they scunthorpe still yeah so. they have uh, uh, uh talking just too inconsistent gateshead a fourth bottom is going to be a big ask for them and then you've got oldham and dorky but dorky are falling like a stone at the yeah. moment aren't yeah. they? They're, uh, they're really really struggling to uh, uh to get to get victories and you know again i think they surprised a lot of people early on in the in the season with, with they can't, they can't defend. They yeah, they can't no, they defend. Can't. Joe can't Cook defend. was sent they're, off, they're, wasn't they're, he? So. Yeah, their last four games have ended in a 4-0 defeat at Eastleigh, a 5-1 home defeat against Oldham, a 3-0 home defeat against Solihull, and they lost on Saturday 2-0 at Aldershot. So, you know, 9, 12, 14 goals shipped in the last four games, and they've only scored one. So mm. that's why all of a sudden they've plunged down. And, um, mm. you yeah, know, I'd, I'd like to think that they'll stay up. Um, you know, it would be a ter- terrific story if they did stay up. Much more of a story if they stayed up than Wrexham going up. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, though, as well, with Manchester City, uh, obviously, uh, accruing a lot of breaches, third place might be OK after all. <laughs> that would be yeah, something, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, cutting at straws, Paul, but there is some <laughs> validity in that. <laughs> no question about it. And of course, uh, yeah, we were all relieved when Scunthorpe got taken over when you think they might go pop in the middle because we'd taken all six points off them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I'm I'm delighted yeah. that that they'll see the end of the season. Well, hopefully, see the end of the season uh, out. I'm not quite sure that their new ownership will offer the fans the delight that they uh, uh, wanted to. But it's mm. it's fresh. It's a bit of freshness, isn't it? In in their South End, keep on battling against their myriad of uh, uh, of HMRC winding up orders and keep on winning a few football matches and being there or thereabouts. You know, I, it, it yeah. just beats me out. It keeps on going on, but it but it does. Anyway, have we got any supporters have Go called on. for a boycott today? And news of a um, the setting up a Phoenix, Phoenix club, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So um, yes, you know, as in you know, they said it. I think the the trust that's sort of behind that idea says that look, it it might have come to fruition depending on how Southend are, but the we'd need to set the foundations or platform for yeah. it in case it, you know it does least, happen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's not the it's not the thing that they want to do, but you know, they're going to mm. explore the idea. Uh, He'll be in the new stadium soon, so it'll all change. <laughs> How many years ago was it yeah. them that sold their ground? Well, no, at least it was that sold their ground uh, to Sainsbury's, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was South End. Yeah, sold their yeah. ground to Sainsbury's yeah, at least about 30 years ago. Sainsbury's, now. yeah, at least 25 years they've been talking about it, mm. I, I, I think. Anyway, have, have we got any little bits and bobs we want to uh, to bring in to bring this to, uh, to an end? Uh, everybody's looking a bit rabbit in the headlights oh does he's waving a pen yeah you got a new um, pen? no no it's an old one i chew regularly um a couple of things i think we've been playing a lot better than our points total suggests of late and i think we're due to go on a run so i'll give you a little thing to look out for what's the longest winning streak we've ever had Stu? Um, about 12 games, isn't it? Just let me have a little check. It's in the 30s, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was it's 10. Looking. It might be 12. Well, uh, I, I'm looking. going for around 10. So I reckon by 5 o'clock on the 11th of March, we'll have 82 points. That's right. And uh, I also want, want you to know that Notts County are now going to stop getting a penalty a game uh, <laughs> along with Wrexham and we're going to start getting a penalty a game we've only had three this year we've missed we missed one of them yeah I'm not sure who's going to take it but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I think we are due to start getting I think just I think Danny Rowe off the bench just to bring John, on yeah just yeah. bring him That's on as a penalty true. taker yeah 10 uh, games 1933-4 season how many still yeah. 10 uh, well Ten. we'll equal that and then we'll draw at Woking in the eleventh game. How's that? Right. I'll give everyone something to complain about, won't it? <laughs> Not breaking a record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not breaking a record. <laughs> well, the last time we lost three on the bounce, we went on a really terrific run, didn't we? So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, the, we 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 do we have got bounce back ability as uh, hmm. uh, as was coined by uh, your man. At Ian Dowie. I saw him at the services last, last Saturday. 
He was at uh, Toddington Services, southbound, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, coming out of the toilet. Yeah, as he, as he, I don't know whether he had any bounce back ability about him then. I don't know, but he was just coming out of the toilet. I'm not too sure. I don't know what was going <laughs> he, he, he might have bounced back from something in there, mightn't he, bless him? Yeah. You said you had a couple of things, or was that, was that it, really? Well, I, I, was was giving, I was giving you 10 wins on the trot, which I thought, you know, will will brighten everyone's mood. Um, yeah, the the fact that we're going to start getting penalties when no one else is going to get penalties. Well, to be fair, and, I think and, I've said and, this on this. Yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast before, some considerable time ago. But Brian Scribger, when he was at Dundee, they uh, they were hoping to to get promoted or whatever this particular season. They just lost to one of their rivals. And they got 10 games to go and uh, the manager startled everybody by sort of saying, right, you know, put your hand up if, if there's anybody in this uh, uh, dressing room that doesn't expect to win the last 10 games and go up. And, yeah. you know, after losing a key match, that wasn't what they expected. And they all kept still and didn't put that up. And they won nine and drew one of the last 10 games and went up. Yeah. So, the, the last one is... At the time, yeah. yeah, I did fact check that at the time, and it might not have been ten; it might have been nine or something yeah. like that. But it mm. was right, uh, and it did it did occur. So, uh, and, and uh, the other uh, thing is, it, it's very easy, isn't it? Um, after a couple of defeats, unjustified defeats, really, and certainly flattering to the opposition on both occasions, just to forget where this club was in 2020, and even mm-hmm. looking back to the team and the squad we had uh, at the start of last season to the one we have today. And I know which one I'd rather. Oh, which one I... Yes. Mm. And, you know, if we do finish third, it'll be a third consecutive season of improvement. And it's not very often you get three consecutive seasons of improvement. They might only no. be small marginal improvements, but they're mm. small yeah. marginal improvements. For five or six years, we'd not had any of that. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm still going for first. Falls down. I'm Wasn't still going for first. Got... It is, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna put it down. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Um, I'm fall in your hand. I got a bit. I, I, I just have it. Just have it next to my desk. That's all. <laughs> all right. Okay. Not fair dues. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still going for first because if you aim for first, then you know, then it helps you um, feel a better better mindset. Because if you if you say I'm going to finish third, then you might not finish third. No, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be a bigger mm. disappointment, you know, if you don't. So mm. if you aim as high as possible. Uh, win every we game. You know, look. Well, yeah, we, we know everybody in football only ever looks at the next game anyway. Mm. So uh, I'm sure Paul Cook doesn't even know we're playing Notts County on Saturday, even though <laughs> we're <that's> the next game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Yeah, that that goals clip was courtesy of BBC Radio Sheffield. I don't know if I'm going to mention that. I don't think I mentioned that before, but it is. So I, be, I better mention that as well because of you legal did. action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're legally obliged to do so. <laughs> yeah. But uh... oh, oh, Phil's there. Oh, Phil's. <laughs> We've lost. Still him. there. Well, he's still there, but he's 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 gone a little bit frozen. It's an improvement, isn't it? Did that go dead for everybody there? Or was that just it me? did. That, no, well, that, you went dead for everybody, yes. <laughs> I went but dead we for were all dead. still here. Right. No, we're picking it back on that after your courtesy of Radio Sheffield, Paul. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah. it. Right, so, okay. We'll give you a silence so you can see your waveform. Interview to ask you? Sorry? 
Anything for you to add? Oh, no, 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 not really. No, thank you. No, really? uh, fair enough. That's, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I've got no problem with that. But I'd like to con- congratulate Chesterfield uh, FC women who were on a bit of a run of their own. They're, uh, not, I think, nine unbeaten and moved to the top of the league. There's a couple of teams with games in hand below them, but hey, we'd all rather be a top top than not at the top, wouldn't we? So, uh, well done to uh, uh, to them. And uh, really, I think now it's time for us all to uh, strap in and watch the ride. Ten, ten wins on the bounce. We heard it first from uh, Daryl Carpenter, that East Stand Massive. So, uh, uh, you know, get your 10p on that and pick up your uh, your winnings later. So, uh, um, yeah, so from me, Phil Tooley, Stuart Bass and Daryl Carpenter, Paul Fisher, we have been uh, The Sky Is Blue. And we'll be back with you the next time that Paul sends a link. And if you like this podcast, then don't forget to subscribe. Please rate and review us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and many of your favourite podcast providers.